This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Our Breakfast with Ben's Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College brought to you by Bella Construction, a five-star North Huntington-based locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window contractor, proudly serving the community and its homes for over 20 years. Bella will beat any competitor's quote plus $250 off of it. Please visit mybellaroof.com or you can call them at 724-515-5163. That's 724-515-5163 for Bella Construction. The latest in our Letters from Camp podcast brought to you by Bella Construction is with Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tim Benz with you here at Breakfast with Benz at Trib Live as we roll on with our coverage from St. Vincent College. The Steelers getting ready for the 2023 season and it is brought to you by Bella Construction, a locally owned and operated roofing, siding and window company that will beat any local competitor's quote plus $250. Visit MyBellaRoof.com to schedule your quote today. And today's conversation is with Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always affable, always energetic, always engaging to speak with. We don't get a lot of opportunity to talk to the assistant coaches beyond the coordinators. During the regular season, the media in Pittsburgh allowed to interview the coordinators once a week, uh, usually on Thursdays with Terrell Austin and Matt Canada. But we don't talk to the position coaches very much at all. In fact, we get them twice during the offseason, during minicamp and during training camp. If a player is drafted at that coach's position, they'll often speak to us in the media on draft night after that player is selected. And the only other time we really get to talk to them at all during the regular season is around the bye. Uh, We get to talk to them one time during the bye week, too, to get an update on where the players are at their given positions of influence. And that's too bad, especially when it comes to Mike Sullivan, because like I said, I think he's a really fun and knowledgeable guy to speak with. So we had a lot to cover in our conversation at St. Vincent. I spoke with Mike last week, and we started our conversation with an intriguing point that not a lot of teams get to enjoy, and that's continuity in the quarterback's room. All three QBs coming back to Pittsburgh, and for a while... It didn't look like that was going to be the case. In fact, some were wondering if it was going to be Kenny Pickett as the starter and two new backups behind him. It was a foregone conclusion in the eyes of many that Mason Rudolph was going to leave the team and go elsewhere in free agency, although I didn't rule that out, and that was proven to be true as Rudolph is back. And there were some that speculated that Mitch Trubisky might be on the move too, Because if he didn't want to stay as a backup and wanted another crack at being the starter, it wasn't going to happen here unless Kenny Pickett really regressed or got hurt. And would he request a trade and 
be looking to move elsewhere. Well, that didn't happen, and Trubisky's back as the number two. Rudolph back as the number three. And Kenny Pickett now firmly entrenched as the starter at quarterback for the Steelers. Here's what Mike Sullivan had to say about all those topics and more. What's it like for you to coach the same three guys again? It's a great group, and it's uh, we're very fortunate to have all three guys here, and and they get along so well. And it, it's there's a camaraderie. Uh, you see it in the meeting room. You see it in the walkthroughs, and certainly saw it on game day. Mitch was outstanding. Uh, a lot of adversity for him last year, and he's a true pro. And when called upon, was able to do some really good things for us. And, and I just I really appreciate how he is throughout the week. Uh, Mason as well. Uh, the guys know each other, and they respect one another, and they're looking to help one another. And that that's all you can ask for as a coach. We'll come back to Mitch in a second, but as far as Mason goes, was there ever a moment? I mean, I know I, I wrote about it as the offseason click that don't rule out the prospect of him coming back. Uh, did, did you have that in the back of your head that he might come back? Well, I was always hopeful. You never know. There's the business side of things once you get to the offseason and uh, players have to make decisions they feel are in their best interest for themselves and their families and, and for their professional advancement, if you will. Um, I certainly was hopeful. And uh, when it turned out that he was coming back, I was really fired up to, to, to learn that. As far as Mitch goes, um, it's underscored, I think, after what happened in Cincinnati this week with Burrow pulling the calf. And for his sake, hopefully he'll be okay and able to come back and play. But from the standpoint of you guys looking at your depth chart, I imagine that was a stark reminder of how important it is to have a number two guy and a number three guy, for that matter, that have starting experience. Absolutely. I mean, both of those men have started NFL games and won NFL games. Uh, Mitch, as I mentioned, you know, go back to that Carolina game. You know, he came in and did a lot of really good things for us. And even you look at Baltimore, uh, had the, the three turnovers, which you never want to have any of those. And that was, a, you know, something that he regrets and, and, you know, had an impact on the game, of course. But I think he has such a great perspective, as does Mason, that it's, you know, if called upon, it's a matter of just going out and playing to win, not trying to light up the scoreboard or do things flashy or be great. It's just, you know, within the confines of the scheme and, and the design of what we're trying to accomplish, going out making good decisions and, and having uh, uh, making accurate throws. And, and I think both of those guys, having had the experience, uh, they've been in stadiums and they've won games, uh, it definitely is something that we're very excited about. So let's get to the starter. When it comes to being more explosive, we've heard about that a lot during this offseason. Can Kenny, as an individual, as a quarterback, can he be more explosive? Well, I think when you talk about explosive, are you mentioning like like more down-the-field throws or explosive plays? What exactly are you? Well, explosive in terms of chunk plays, yes. Scores from outside the red zone, I think you guys only had two. But from the quarterbacks, and, and I, I understand the confusion with the question because you know, I'm, I'm curious myself as to whether or not how much of being explosive comes down to his skill set. His yeah. yeah. Well, his skill set, he's worked extremely hard physically, uh, mentally, the time he puts in. I mean, he's he, and he did that last year. I mean, you see how he just ascended and got better as the season went on. And he's really picked up right where he left off. Um, he has the physical tools. He has the mental makeup, uh, the awareness. He's getting more and more comfortable uh, in our system and working with his teammates and um you know, the improvement is something that we want to continue to see. And in terms of, you know, you talk about those plays down the field, you know, getting uh, those shots, which there were several to George mm-hmm. uh, last year that we're going to want to build upon. And then also, I think all quarterbacks, it's important to get those explosive plays. It might be an underneath in-breaking type of route. Well, that's a, yeah, I was going to ask you about that yeah. because you guys, I think you're one of the higher 
percentage teams when it came to run and goes yes, in the NFL. Exactly. But there's a lot to be had in the middle of the field on posts and out. And, yeah. and, and, and exactly right. Some of those, you know, the old cliche, short catch, long run. And quarterbacks play an integral part in that because they don't want to, as a receiver is running inside, that ball can't be down low and at the hip. You know, it can't be down at the shoelaces or, you know, up high where he has to jump. If we can hit that receiver in stride, you know, perfect ball location so he can catch it, tuck it, and go, you know, that's what we're, we're, we're shooting for. And we've made a major point of emphasis in that, working it throughout our drills, schematically doing some things to kind of provide more of those options for our receivers, uh, part of our, our, our system. And so um, excited about where we're headed in that direction for sure. Kenny was asked the first day he reported if his arm had gotten stronger in the offseason. Has it? And if so, how has he managed to get his arm stronger? You know, I, I think it's uh, you know probably a combination of just maturity and he's just tend to grow and develop and the, the time he spent in his physical conditioning. Um, and, you know, in terms of having the ability to make all the throws, whether it's down the field or across the field, we're certainly seeing a lot of things. Um, I, I thought, quite frankly, we saw him last year and we're even seeing him continue here out in uh, training camp. So uh, real pleased with where his arm strength is. All right, last question for you. I know that a lot of the players, George Pickens specifically talked about this and brought it up to Matt as well, that a lot of the explosion that we're talking about can generate from second and three because you won in a running play on first down. Is that is that what you guys are hunting for this year is to take advantage of the down and distance situations and make your explosion there? I think you're always trying to do things that can get the defense off balance. And, you know, you don't want to ever be predictable. And, okay, we have a tendency to take long shots on second and short. Well, then guess what? Defenses are smart. They're going to play coverages where you can't do that. Yeah. So we want to make sure we're multiple and, and moving guys around and, and trying to – uh, be non-rhythmic, if you will, in terms of uh, when we would take those types of shots and when we would push the ball downfield. But I really think it's it's a combination of staying on track. You know, no, not an offense in the league loves being in third and long. Uh, and so we'll want to do those things to put ourselves in a position so that, you know, we can dictate and make those decisions and make those calls and run those plays that will give us the best chance to get those downfield gains. All right, so my thanks to Mike Sullivan. Plenty more to come from St. Vincent College. More interviews with the likes of Braden Fajoko, the newly signed nose tackle from the Los Angeles Chargers. Another really engaging guy to speak with. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from Trubisky, too, later on next week as the Steelers have their night practice tonight on Friday, and then they're back at it for practices on Saturday and Sunday before an off day. And then they'll eventually head down next week to Florida and open up the preseason against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll check back in next week when we return with more of our Letters from Camp series brought to you by Bella Construction.